let's talk about the rule of law. It's still a pandemic story, but we know that court cases have been drastically cut back. A lot of things are happening virtually, and there is concern from some in the legal profession that justice is not there in her full glory. We have a decision by the chief justice in in an effort to try to make things happen and change the rules on trials here in Canada, and it is not being received with open arms. Joseph Newberger joining us, Global News Radio legal expert at Newberger and Partners. Joseph, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Arlene, for having me on. All right. This latest proposal, how do you think it's going to affect justice? Well, I think it's quite serious, actually. So uh, most of us, uh, whether it's in criminal law or civil law, are very much in favor of advancing technology because we were still practicing like it was the 1800s. So a lot of change has occurred where we're doing uh, non-contentious things by way of virtual, either by Zoom or by teleconference, and we're developing electronic filing. All that is excellent. Where I think the controversy comes now is because tens of thousands of cases uh, across the province and across the country have been adjourned, that there is going to be a massive backlog. And the courts are trying to come back on stream, but it's going to take time because we don't have a vaccine. And there have been suggestions recently uh, in two, two aspects that I find very troubling. One is to make some amendments to the criminal code, which is the statute that governs criminal law across Canada. And one of those amendments would be to reduce the number of jurors that sit on a jury trial. And we currently have 12, and uh, people may not remember, but certainly I was in an uproar about um, a bill that came out through the Trudeau government about selection of jurors, which eliminated peremptory challenges. So I thought that that will not assist with having a diverse jury panel. Mm -hmm. It will not assist with finding an impartial jury. You can only imagine if, because of social distancing, they make amendments that you can have six jurors. What's going to get lost is rooting out bias and not have a representative selection in a panel of the community where the person is having their trial in. And, And people in our society really should be in support of trial by jury because this is members of your community making decisions on serious criminal cases. So that's one aspect that I'm very concerned about. All right. What about other aspects? Let's just get into the mindset. Many people, I mean, restaurants are opening. They're going to take half capacity. A lot of people are settling. But can you settle when it comes for justice? There there are things that could have been done. So, you know, now when it comes to doing things virtually, that has helped with respect to, as I said, non-contentious things. It's very important that we avoid, and this is something I want to make clear, any type of trials where a, a reliability or credibility of witnesses are at stake, because we know from common knowledge that when you're sitting at a computer screen, whether it's your laptop or even your phone and you're testifying remotely by Zoom, uh, people are more apt to lie. There's good, solid scientific evidence about this, and we see what people do on the Internet in any event. So I want to make sure that doesn't happen. But we could make and we still can make mm-hmm. other changes Like, you know, there's big convention centers, and I've been stunned. I wrote in about this as a suggestion. Lease out the convention centers for the short term. They're massive facilities. They have good HVAC systems and turn them into very large courtrooms with plexiglass and everything Mm -hmm. else, rather than just retrofitting some of these courthouses that are already in a horrible state of disrepair. But I think it can be done, and I hope 
that, you know, as a society, we, we make all these changes because we need our economy running in full and we need our justice system running in full. Otherwise, there's risk to cases being stayed for delay. Let me ask you, you know, you're talking about the mindset and and things were being done like the 18th century. I was chatting with a friend of mine who was a lawyer, and he said that it hit the industry with a jolt because of what you said. You know, people who never took advantage of things that were online have now had to get up to speed. Has it been a lightning bolt to the legal system? Absolutely, because we had practiced just like it was 200 years ago. We'd still go to court to have a a simple appearance and to get material from the Crown, or you had to file this stuff in civil or criminal in person. And it's absolutely absurd when you can do e-filing and all sorts of things. So for those who are not familiar with technology, and look, I'm, I'm a bit of a Luddite as well, but we made the changes fairly quickly. It hit others hard. And what hit the legal industry hard was that courts shut down. And even as an essential service, I was amazed that we had such a complete shutdown to everything that, you know, we really, this is really unprecedented. I don't think I've ever in my career had it where you just could not have trials. Um, So it hit everybody very hard, took many by surprise, and and you were forced to move into the 21st century. And there have been excellent gains, and and there have been stakeholders who have been working very hard to do this. But there's more to do, but we just cannot lose the human element of the trial process, and we need to modernize, but really think out of the box about how we deal with the justice system and not um, make changes at the sacrifice of a fair trial. All right, Joseph, let me ask you, what do you think the mindset of people are? You know, are, are people into this? Are, 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 is the public behind you? Do they understand the importance of the justice system? You know, just broadly speaking, I have to say, and certainly in the last couple of years, maybe watching the United States of America, yeah. sometimes I lie awake at night and and think how how blessed we are to have this justice system and how we can never, ever let it go. And um, my lifetime, I've never been concerned about it, but we are now. And now when it comes to the pandemic, do you feel you have the public behind you? Do they understand what kind of democratic, what kind of freedom it means to have a proper justice system? Arlene, you know, I couldn't say it any better than you just did. You know, when I look at also what goes on in the United States, we are, and I've said this many times, should be very thankful for the justice system we have in this country. It's fair, it's balanced. People really care about the work to make sure we get it right, and we're very lucky. But we are moving down a road that I am very worried about with legislation that came in through the Liberal government, which was not well thought out, and maybe new legislation now, where we're going to move towards uh, a right-wing type of justice system. And when we're seeing a real interesting dialogue about systemic racism, about bias in systems, we have to be careful to protect against wrongful convictions. And that's not just people who are of color, who are black, who are indigenous. It's many people who make up our multicultural society. And we got to be very careful to protect it. And I don't think the public realizes right now what's at jeopardy. And they haven't realized it. When some people get charged and they walk into my office and they go, how can this happen? How can this procedure now is something I have to go through, which is this new legislation. They're in shock. And I'm like, you've got to pay attention to what the government mm-hmm. does. And mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't think the populace is really, the only time to get outrage is if a sentence is 
uh, meted out for an offense that they don't like, and then that's it. And I think people need to be more engaged, in my opinion. I do. I mean, I say to friends of mine that I lose sleep over it. I worry when stories break, and especially in the United States. I go, wow, I mean, that's America. And this is all so terribly important. And I just think we're just so blessed with just a richness of justice that we feel entitled to it. Sometimes maybe, Joseph, we got to fight for it a little bit. We do, and I think now's a time where we have to stand up because the, the workings of a criminal justice process is at the heart of a democracy. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it a jury is. trial is a mini-democratic exercise, yeah. and we need to not lose that right. We need to be able to have a system in place where serious offenses get tried in front of juries that are impartial and have an ability to be involved in that process and to make sure that things don't become robotic that we lose sight of what is important in a justice system, especially now where we're entering dialogues which are extremely important as we look at systemic you know, uh, racism but also inequality in, in our system. But in Canada, we are so much better than the United States, and we should all be very thankful, not just our infrastructure, but our justice system. So I stand shoulder to shoulder with you that we've got to get people engaged somehow and understand these issues and start asking good questions about it. It's true, and no one is above the law. No one is above the law, and we take that for granted. Joseph Newberger, thank you. You have a great weekend, and thank you for fighting for all this. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Arlene. Be well and take care. All right. Joseph Newberger, Global News Radio legal expert at Newberger and Partners.